And so, yeah, let me just roll the intro and we'll get right into this thing. So, hey everyone, happy Friday officially. Uh, this is the Dash Podcast, episode 203, I believe. And uh, as I actually, someone was asking me how long I've been doing my other news show, and that is just a little over two years now. But I looked up when was the first episode one of the Dash Podcast, was May 2017. So, this show has been, I've been doing this show. Not bad. For six years now. <laughs> You know, that's a long streak. And it was a yeah. weekly show on the Dash News channel. And then I started this channel specifically to, uh, well, the first thing, the first reason was to keep on hosting the Dash podcast. And then obviously I did a bunch of different stuff on this channel. But so in one way or another, I've been doing this for, for six solid years and it became every other week. And then for lack of a, just a, you know, have like a, Sometimes it, it becomes hard to just get a ton of content, especially about just one community. Uh, and to just keep it much more focused, I just switched to monthly. And now third Friday of the month, Zcash podcast. Last Friday of the month, Dash podcast. And then we're good. Um, so I'm joined by the wonderful gentlemen, not the only ones, but obviously some of the, the bigger of the cheeses of the incubator, the Dash incubator, AJ and Ryan. How's it going, guys? Great. I'm, sh I'm sure that people are getting their fill of me. Uh, let's see. I had a show Monday, and then I had a Twitter Spaces yesterday with the Maya guys mm -hmm. here today. And then Monday, we'll be doing our Incubator Quarterly uh, report. So, yeah, lots of Incubator stuff. And since um, since the whole like Amanda show kind of started going back on, it was it's kind of interesting because yet another Utah connection, you know, it's yeah. like Utah zone all over here. But, um, yeah, so the incubator has been doing good work. And, um, first, be first, before we get into that, um, one of my, uh, guests commented, um, he said, uh, Ryan is great. Did a couple shows with him. Please say hi for me. That's Jared Woodard. Uh -huh. um, yeah. If you know that I, guy. I remember Jared. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, we actually uh, we would we would get on uh, the Stefan Molyneux podcast every now and then talk about crypto. Mm. That's where uh, I think I met him from, but could I could have met him earlier? But yeah, sounds good. Yeah, maybe I'll be getting on there at some point. We'll see. But that's we may as well say that for later. Um, we do have a live super chat from no none other than oops. Then Halawi, or um, who said um, it's been great having Dash have more media coverage, especially on the technical side. So yeah, that's for sure. There's been a lot of like stuff coming out. I've been chatting about um, I've been chatting for a while about. Um, well, I'm trying to see if we can leverage this Maya thing into a whole lot of other things. Obviously, I'm not. Um, let's just actually. Before we go into that, I'm sorry, I'm like eight million steps ahead of exactly where we are right now. So why don't you guys quickly introduce yourself and say what you do, and then we'll start talking about stuff the incubator does. And I'm sure Maya will be the first on those lists, and then I can run my mouth. So 
First, Ryan, I know you've been all over the place, but just real quick. Yeah, um, I'm Ryan. I'm the lead strategist of the Dash Incubator. And that's about, yeah, everybody knows me. So at least uh, I think on the show. Yeah. AJ. I'm AJ. I'm software engineer. Um, I get angry about things. <laughs> and my all? favorite GameCube game is Pikmin, actually. Interesting. GameCube. I haven't done that. I used to. I had a very dip. I used to play games back in the day before I got too busy with things. I briefly dipped my toes into the console world, but it was mostly like a Dreamcast, if anyone remembers that, and then like Xbox One, and I did sub GameCube stuff. But yeah, that took me back. But anyway, so as far as you guys, um, so the kind of basic thing about Dash Incubator is it's a bounty based system to incentivize people to, in the community, to do development specific tasks for Dash. And so basically um, there's the state of the Dash DAO as it were today is first of all, it's the DAO and we can do whatever they want. But the main groups, there's Dash Core Group, which handles development of the Dash Core protocol, development of the hopefully soon to be released Dash platform and does various um, marketing biz dev, running the website, stuff like that. So there's core, which is DCG, the big group. And then the incubator is kind of the, um, the community development group, as it were, if you could kind of categorize it there. And then the Dash Marketing Hub is the community marketing promotion group. And those are the big ones. And there's, of course, CrowdNode, which is a company which has integrations in the wallet that does its own separate proposals. You have a couple other things going on, but it's usually like, it's the big three are like the consistent players today in the Dash ecosystem. Um, so what have you guys been working on? <laughs> well, I think I'll, I'll save the, the deep dive into exactly what we've been working on, uh, for, for the Monday show. But in general, um, my, I've wanted to bring our focus back to payments. Mm. Um, and AJ has been doing some excellent work there with, with, uh, with our payment tools. He's basically gone gone through and re-implemented uh, or found the best implementation on the web for a lot of the, the core primitives for specifically related to the payments. Um, and then we're starting to, now that we've got that more or less done, <clears throat> we're starting to now build on top of those things. So mm. um, we, we use some of those tools in, in the crowd node, uh, SDK and UI. And now we're starting on uh, building building a wallet that will bring in, you know, basically all of the features that we've been working on at the lower level, and that's uh, pretty much my my main focus right now. Um, I know that you know there's there's other things going on in the incubator which we'll talk about more in detail on Monday, but that's that's like my my main 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 thing right now and. Uh, we've also got another guy doing working on some of the privacy, uh, bringing mm. private send and coin join uh, to uh, the web browsers. So having building a JavaScript SDK for that. And we're just getting started with some of these things. So we don't have a ton to report on, but that's just my my focus recently, as well as like, you know, the Maya integration and things like that. Yeah. 
Well, why don't we start hit on the Maya thing first because it's big and it's been going on. So for those who have been living under a rock, there's this project called Thorchain, which is one of those Bitcoin slash Ethereum style things in that it's like a first in class kind of thing I think is going to shift the crypto space forward in a big way. Basically, it's a cross-chain AMM DEX platform, which just to for the why anyone should care, it's basically lets anyone swap any crypto that's supported for another crypto natively. You don't have to wrap it in weird tokens. You just spit one in, you get one out. And it's basically truly cross-chain decentralized infrastructure, and it lets you do a bunch of cool stuff. Thorchain, um, a lot of people in the Dash community... I can't remember who's the first one to like sound the alarm on why Thorchain would be a good thing to pursue. Um, I think I was like one of the second waves. I don't think I was the very first. I, I like I, I rattled the cage a lot, but someone I forget who started talking about that. Um, would it have been you, Ryan? Were you into that? It could, it could have been. Or, I was Ash. Maybe it came onto my radar pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's when it came onto yours, but so the. Dash Incubator funded a, and basically I was like a lot of, a lot of what the, a big chunk of what the incubator did for a while was focused on the store chain integration. And then at some point towards the middle, like the last fall, Thorchain started to get cold feet on this. And there's a ton of debate and stuff on what happened, who makes decisions on blah, blah, all this kind of stuff, whatever. It just, Dash did not get integrated. However, there was a fork of Thorchain that just recently launched at the beginning, somewhere around the beginning of the month, and just finished, as of today, their initial token distribution, which they called a liquidity auction, and is going to launch trading very soon. And somewhere around the 10th is when they, 10th of April, is when they said they're going to add Dash. I, obviously, I am a little more pessimistic because I know that's... Um, you know, yeah. stuff breaks all the time. I mean, if they get it, if they get it done in April, we'll call it a win, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's uh, it's going to be less than a month from now. So, uh, they'll, uh, those guys are doing great work. Uh, I've, I've spoken with, with several of them on the team there, and they just they seem like they've got a, you know, pretty well oiled, oiled machine there. That's not to say that there's not going to be problems. There's going to be a, there's going to be problems just like any other project, but. I think that they have the right priorities, they have the right vision, and they seem to execute pretty well so far. I mean, they've, they've stuck to their timelines pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I expect that to, to continue. And yeah. like I said in my, I'm not sure how many people tuned into the, the AMA spaces thing, um, but- It was I'll like 120 or so, I think. Yeah, I'll just reiterate it here. Why I think that's an important project is because you know, Dash is building a monetary system. Dash mm. is building, you can think of it as like, when you, if you're building a house, you've got a foundation. And that's what we're building right now. We're The, the money is the foundation. Um, but everything, like the foundation doesn't really matter if there's not a house that's sitting on top of it. Mm. And the house that's sitting on top of the foundation of money is financial system. Yeah. And that's basically, that just means like how, how are you getting loans? How are you, how are you transferring your money? You know, like the foreign exchange system would be part of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so everything that's built on top of money, um, savings, lendings, um, 
everything that's built on top of that is going to be in the Maya ecosystem. So it's not just a cross chain decentralized exchange. I, mm-hmm. That's that's the beginning of the, that part of the financial system, but it's it's going to be bigger than that. And we really can't uh, we really can't survive without something like that. I think I think it's a very core uh, fundamental part of of any kind of financial system is those other things besides just the creation of the mon- the monetary units and the transfer of the monetary units themselves. Um, now, hopefully, if Dash is doing its job, we'll be able to do some of the, the most fundamental things on the core monetary system. Um, but it won't be everything, and, and it yeah. shouldn't be everything. So, so I mean, I just put on the screen briefly a, a tweet thread from Gima of the Maya team about the Dash integration. So it's definitely like a lot of people are saying like, well, wake me when this, if this actually happens or something, it's like, it's If Maya doesn't catastrophically go wrong as a whole, it's going to happen. Uh, but to sort of summarize your point, Ryan, decentralized money needs decentralized finance. Just, just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And the autom- the automation of everything. Um, I think, uh, Actually, I, I did. I did try to um, participate in that liquidity auction this morning. I, 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 I didn't. I have been waiting uh, to just. I, I've been waiting for the Dash integration mostly. That's that's what I'm going to be focused on. But I did want to try the the liquidity auction, and I tried it with B, uh, B, BTC, and the whole experience reminded me of why. I really just love Dash so much more than, than Bitcoin because every step of the way, like I, I had to tra- I had to had transfer some Dash to Bitcoin. And so I do that through the Exodus wallet since we're not on any DEXs yet, or at least not any uh, yeah. very I have to say, um, yeah, I know, the I know. basic yeah. swap in the Komodo people took issue when the Maya yeah, people yeah, were yeah, saying that. that, which we love, we love all our DEXs. I just haven't used that app and I don't want to have to wait to find a matchmaker, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to wait to find somebody that's willing to, you know, it's like the double coincidence of wants mm-hmm. with the Austrian school of economics kind of thing. That's a straight up barter. That's very inconvenient. I have to, if I want to use one of those, my understanding is I have to find somebody that wants exactly what I have to offer mm-hmm. and that they have something exactly what I want to receive. Yeah. And that's just not very easy as far I could be wrong because I haven't used one of those, but it, it would seem like it would take a lot of time if it didn't, if if nothing else. Like mm-hmm. maybe it might be easy, and I can just put in exactly what I want to give and receive, and then it would take some time to get that, and that would be fine. But I didn't have time because I just decided this this morning. But even even with that, you know, I, I go through the Exodus wallet to swap into from from Dash to Bitcoin. You know, I, I'm waiting 20 minutes just to just to get a confirmation on the Bitcoin network. Then I got to transfer it out of my Exodus wallet into the Thorchain wallet. Then I got to wait for that to receive confirmation. So it just it was a big hassle, um, and I can't wait to to have you know fast instant, uh, yeah, at least closer to instant uh, functionality when when Dash hits there. Um, so real quick on the instant thing. Um, I remember because the Thorchain integration, which ended up being repurposed to Maya, um, has been in the works for a long time, like years, right? And since 2021, I would believe at least, 
And so there's obviously, it was basically done. And then the incubator tweaked a little bit for Maya, if from my understanding. So, well, first of all, in the final version, well, first two questions. One, what work actually happened post Thor chain into the Maya part? You're going to have to ask Ash about that sometime. I don't, I, it wasn't one of my projects specifically, so I don't know exactly, but mm. you know, most of it is, most of it translates one-to-one uh, with just a different network of Maya instead of Thorchain, but there were some differences, minor differences. Yeah. And, and a lot of the work is we actually spun up a, a Genesis node mm-hmm. for Maya. Um, so we're one of the, we're one of the six node operators that's securing those funds. Um, yeah. So you're one sixth dash is one sixth of Maya today. You could kind of yeah. say that. Yeah. And so he had to spin up a node, which you know, when you spin up a, a Maya node, you're, you're, you have the Maya components itself, the AMM automatic automated market maker um, DEX functionality. But in, in addition, you're also spinning up a Bitcoin node an Ethereum node, uh, um, rune, node uh, or a Thorchain node. Um, and so you're running all these separate nodes uh, in addition to the Maya node. So that, that was quite a bit of work and um, he did awesome with that and it's all running right now. So we're, we're good to go there. Yeah. And so do you know if it ended up, I remember when the Thorchain discussion was happening, I believe it was settled on that Dash deposits would be considered after one confirmation because of chain locks. But then I heard some of the Maya people talking about, or in the Maya discussions talking about instant send. Do you know which, what actually got um, merged into the Maya code or is getting merged in? Do you have any idea about that? I don't, I'm sorry. We'd have to ask uh, Ash or Alex about that. Yeah. Well, the good thing is obviously um, it started with, oh, Thorchain, great. spend a lot of money, build your own integration. And then if there's enough interest, they'll do it. Then they kind of got cold feet. And with Maya, it was just kind of like, well, we already got the code, but then we'll do extra things such as we'll do um, run in Genesis node, for example, and then do a lot of co-promotion. And I've been chatting with their, their marketing person about, uh, we just got the marketing hub, just got funded to do a brave campaign and we're, seeing what we can do to maximize that. But also I guess we'll see if Maya wants to spend some money specifically promoting dash as well. We're, fingers crossed. We're working on some stuff, but oh, yeah. So that's kind of the state of Maya. Hopefully within the next couple weeks, we have something to show for it, which should be really nice. Now, um, where does this leave Thorchain? The thing is like Thorchain, I think, the conversation, obviously, if you're on Maya, you should be able to then basically do the base the same thing as if you're on Thorchain with some some exceptions in the beginning. Where, all right, well, if you use ThorWallet, you can swap it for any asset. You might not get as favorable rates for some of the Thorchain only assets because you have to swap to like Rune and then Rune to like whatever other asset or something like that. Go uh, use an asset as a go-between. Um, but for the most part, it seems like the same thing except for services that only support Thorchain and not yet. However, the Thorchain people have started talking again about adding 
chains like Dash. And um, obviously, this is, I mean, it's it's in their, their Discord, so it's, you know, semi-public. But Might as well. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. Some of the conversation, um, oh, there's been a lot of talk about, oh, well, like, people always get upset about price, right? Oh, the price isn't, the, the token price isn't where I want, blah, blah, blah. This one dude was saying at least one chain would have been nice to add to Thor chain in the last several months to grow the ecosystem. Dash is a good example. Excited community, willing to contribute, want in on Thor chain, low cost and very stable. Yet it was ignored and now there's love for it in that fork or their love for it, whatever, is getting added to Maya instead of ahead of Thorchain while Thorchain discussions drag on. And there are some other chats. And so um, Familiar Crow from the Nine Realms, who's or Familiar Cow, I should say, I always misread it as Crow because his profile picture looks more like a crow, but whatever. Familiar Cow from Nine Realms said, said to me, what's your slash the Dash community's thoughts on Thorchain upstreaming the integration once Maya completes the dev work? That was about two hours ago. And so basically just said, like, sure, it'd be great, obviously. I mean, and so there's no downside for us, really, except for, you know, yeah. uh, I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to count on it. But yeah. it seems like something that they need to decide themselves. And, you know, we would love it um, mm -hmm. because being on two uh, DEXs is better than being on one. Um, yeah. But I. I'm surprised that they're considering it, honestly, because if they were going to do it, why didn't they do it before? Now the liquidity is going to be split between the two DEXs, um, and it's less efficient for everybody if that happens, right? Yeah, I mentioned if you have that. To, if, you have, if you have a certain amount of Dash that is available uh, in, uh, from interested parties, and it's in one deep pool, that's better um, and I think even better than not just linearly better, but slightly exponentially better um, than having half of it on two pools based on how the uh, the bonding curves work. Hmm. Yeah, that is true. And that's the point that I brought up. And he said, good point. The biggest unknown is the amount of liquidity that will enter at this point. He says, I'm going to continue to actively advocate to upstream it once the heavy listing is done from the Maya side, unless it feels like a moot point. So that's yeah. kind of where we're at. The thing is, one point that I made that I'm pretty sure um, would be interesting. So right now, Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin has tons of liquidity. I mean, it has like not very many more Bitcoins <laughs> than dash at this point but as far as the fiat valuation of the money out there is like orders of magnitude higher so there's plenty of bitcoin to have everywhere uh, according to that the other thing is bitcoin um has until recently had no i would say native it's hard the native word is a little tricky native demand for liquidity because you could just throw your bitcoin anywhere any project any exchange that wanted it any you know, anything, any wrapping mechanism, anything. Um, Lightning does drain a lot of liquidity because you need a lot of liquidity to run Lightning channels and stuff. But so Dash has always had masternodes, right? Masternodes. And now, so we're, let's just assume that the, I would, I would say it might even be likely, or at least it's a possibility. Let's say a 30, 40% possibility that Dash ends up on Thorchain as well. In this case, the ROI, you know, the, the yield 
options to Dash are going to be Master Nodes, Evolution Nodes, Maya Liquidity, Thorchain Liquidity. That's a lot of demand for your and Dash. And Oh Well, yeah, CrowdNode, I, I'd call That's part it, of Master Nodes. That's part of those two categories of Master Nodes. So at that point, the way things are today, Dash, I, I don't know if it can handle, there's enough demand for that kind of stuff. However, I think at that point, it might be necessary to start advertising in some way or another. Everyone get some Dash and we need liquidity, de liquidity desperately needed in these areas. And offering good rates because there's, you know, a lot of utility, let's just say, chasing not a lot of Dash. And so hopefully um, that causes like a, you know, like a price run up kind of situation, cause a lot of people to see all the opportunities to, you know, participate in Dash and earn on Dash and they start coming in and then that kind of solves the problem. But if done poorly, you could be stretched too thinly and start getting delisted and that's never a good, that's never a good thing. Yeah, I just, I hope that that the decentralized exchanges in general will do such a great job of user experience that they just start to take down the centralized exchanges little by little. Mm -hmm. um, I think that people under underestimate <clears throat> the service that centralized exchanges provide for people and that that's why they're so popular. I think a lot of people, even in crypto, they just don't want to take care of their own money. They want someone else to take care of it. They want somebody, they want it, they want a claim to it. Um, and the DEXs are an interesting middle ground because it's not like a masternode where a masternode, you have to take care of your own thousand dash mm -hmm. and you have to secure that. And your average man on the street doesn't want to and probably isn't capable of doing that, um, but might also not want to just send it to, say, Coinbase, where in three months from now, maybe the U.S. government seizes all the, <clears throat> the bitcoins or freezes, maybe not seizes, but at least freezes, uh, uh, all the Bitcoins on all the centralized exchanges because it's an easy, easy point. Um, <clears throat> a decentralized exchange is a middle ground where you can send your send your Dash, send your Bitcoin, send your Ethereum to a uh, what I'll call a group custodial system. It's not a self custodial system. It's not a custodial system, a third party custodial system. It's a group custodial system and you get the benefit of not having to take care of your own crypto. You just yeah. have to remember the password from your wallet that you've got it uh, connected with. I'd love so to come up with, with a good term for this. Uh, trustless group custody is as close as I have, but we'll, we'll keep on. Yeah, except it's not trustless. You're, you're trusting the group. So you can either trust yourself. group custody. You can either trust yourself. You can trust coinbase or any other mm -hmm. third party kraken or you can just or you can trust a group of people and i hate to say it but honestly people are generally probably better off trusting someone else than trusting because we society has society is so used to somebody else being a custod uh, a custodian of their funds mm -hmm. that it's probably not wise to have everybody in self-custody so i actually think that that's a that's a, it's a service that, um, that DEXs are offering that 
you can offload that uh, custodial ship. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, I did look up <laughs> custodian and custodian just means the protector. So that's why I don't like saying non-custodial. Non-custodial basically means there's nobody protecting your money. There's nobody protecting your crypto. Self-custodial is you're protecting your crypto and then somebody else can, or the group. And so there's, I, I don't know, that's just a semantic thing. But um, <clears throat> but that is a service that most people are, are trying to find for somebody else to do for them. Mm-hmm. You protect my money. I don't want to have to do it. And it's probably better that way, actually, in a lot so- of ways. I, I think that there's a lot of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and, and you doubt. Think there's a lot of FUD, you think? I think yes. Yeah. Because you don't manage anything. There's mm-hmm. nothing to manage. We're talking about a... It, it's, it's literally, it's 12 words. You print out the 12 words, you put it in your safe. There is nothing to manage there's no active component here it is you have the 12 words that's what all of the addresses are derived from the 12 words are taken literally they're literally taken with with the spaces in between them the 12 words are taken as a unit they're passed into a hashing function and that produces a very large number that's represented in hexadecimal that when it's represented as hexadecimal looks very much like uh, twice the size of an of a, of a payment address, or about yeah. about the size a little bigger than a, a whiff. So if you've seen, you know that you've got the QR code, and then it shows down below usually that that address. That's that's basically what your entire wallet stems from. Mm-hmm. Is twelve words are hashed into a string that looks like random letters A through F, <laughs> zero through nine, and it's about twice as long as what an address looks like when you look at it in a, in a yeah. payment app. And that, that's it. That is your wallet. Everything, mm-hmm. everything stems off of that is just technical details. There's the hierarchical deterministic path, which is a very, very simple string. I, I will pull it up here on the screen in just a second. Well, while you're doing that, I might as well brag and say that I proudly self-custody my car keys. No one. Knows. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> well, you, you don't you don't think about custody. someone ma- needs to manage your car keys for you. Exactly. No, but honestly, you don't really. Uh, that's if you lose your car keys, you can go to a dealership and they can mm-hmm. make you. They can get into your car. If you lose your if you lose your phrase though, nobody can help you. So there is a difference. Well, there. but you can't copy your car keys by yourself. By the way, this is this is what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. There's a derivation path right there. Yeah, that. So all all it is is every single address. It just increments this number, and you don't know about it. You don't really need to know about it. It's the only thing you need to know is that it's literally this simple. It's Mm -hmm. incrementing a number for every contact you have in your contacts list. It's just you know if your contact Joe might be one, your contact Sally might be two, your contact Jeremy might be three. And then when it's change, it goes to one. So if you're getting change back on your main account, it looks like this, you know, mm-hmm. and then it'll be an index for each change address. That's it's that simple, but you don't know anything about that. And all of that can be pre or can be repopulated from scratch. So yeah, all yeah. of if you, if you don't have any of that information, if you drop your phone in the toilet, if it gets run over by a bus, all you need to do is input those 12 words. 
And you understand that, and I understand that, and Joel understands that. But most people, all they understand is if I'm really in trouble, I walk into a branch store and I show my ID. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that we could have, I I don't think that self custody needs to be self custody is such a stupid word because it makes it sound more complicated. I don't think that, that, um, not putting all of your money over to someone else needs to be something complicated because we have we have the technology right they can you can build them you, you could basically give a qr code to three people that you trust that if two of them come together and scan both qr codes they can recover the wallet right you you could create something like that and it doesn't have to be a qr code it could be you could literally we could have a little tool that prints out a phrase and you just email off to five different people and if you get any three of the five different phrases it mathematically will just put this back together these are these are solved problems now i'm not saying that that's the user experience that should be the user experience but i'm saying we definitely can come up with a user experience where it's it's very casual and very safe and yeah. if you're the type of person that's afraid if you're edward snowden you'll memorize your 12 words, yeah. right? If you're Edward Snowden, you'll memorize them. If you're not Edward Snowden, it's probably fine to just print it out and put it in your own safe with, you know, the 20 the twenty or $40 safe that you pick up at Walmart and just leave it there or give a copy to your wife to put in her filing cabinet or, you know, give a give a copy to, to your brother if you can trust him with money. You know, yeah. these aren't, these aren't, it's not earth shatteringly difficult. It's not even technical. It's, mm. it's not technical also, at all. It's you print sh- out a piece of paper. I should point out yeah. with the car analogy. Uh, first off, when you buy a second hand vehicle, which a lot of people do, they don't buy them new always. Um, you might not have a dealership around you that services that type of vehicle, but also the times I've heard when people completely lose their key to their car and go to a dealership to get a new key rather than because they can't get in there rather than use their spare key is very rare. And that doesn't mean that it isn't like that. There isn't still that hurdle of like, you mean I can get completely locked out permanently. Of course there's that, the the new generations have to learn, but more importantly, like the social recovery kind of things, I think can really come where it's like, okay, well I got a seed phrase here. I got another one over here. And then I gave one to like my parents or something and at some point, you might have to like call up your parents and be like, "Hey, can you help me out? I, I mean, lost everything." Put put it in your Apple Notes, put it put it in your Google Docs. I mean, I, I know that Oof. if you're Edward Snowden, no, you're not going to do that. Fine. If you feel like you're Edward Snowden, if you've got that mantle of of awesomeness about you, by all means, don't do it. But the average person, yeah, just put it in a just put it in an Apple Note. Apple doesn't care. Apple does. Apple's mm. Apple's sitting on a mountain of money. You've got nothing to give them. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a time to go into like the super nuance of all this kind of stuff. Um, but I should point out, um, first of all, Halawi did comment on, um, first off, he said, crypto devs that set and meet deadlines this is regarding Maya. <laughs> and he says, about Atomic Dex via Komodo, there's a problem with enough liquidity, especially if you're trying to swap more than two or three Dash. It'd be otherwise an impressive dap with AMM. Maybe oh. something for the incubator. That low, uh, huh? Yeah, I mean, ghost town. I mean, it's not really that, that surprising. But regarding Komodo, 
uh, Agnew commented elsewhere. Agnew Pickens. Of course that, he did. <laughs> yeah, see, that's his boy. His boys, right? He says, yeah. I have a seed phrase for atomic decks. My coins are still in self-custody <clears throat> because I can move that seed phrase um, to a light wallet and it will still work. Now, the funny thing about that is that makes a good point of the as far as like the trading is concerned, you can have your you hold on to your keys with Thorchain and Maya. You hold on to your keys with Komodo. You press a button and you then swap. Like with Thorchain, you send in and get it out. Right? It's it's still like the money is in the possession of your own keys almost the like literally the entire time other than the brief moment of you send and swap. Where this whole concept of yeah. not of group custody or decentralized group custody or whatever you want to call it is <clears throat> that's when you provide liquidity. You start earning like, right. That's things. what I meant. And that's yeah, only like for that part. The rest of it is, you know, feature. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I mean is, is, you know, in a wallet that's kind of doing its job uh, for the normies of the world, that they're just going to call it a savings account. Like we had planned to do in dash and there, there's going to be some yield. And there will be some fine print that says, you know, it's actually doing this behind the scenes. Um, but it'll just be a place that you can send your money and, and then it's no longer in your possession. You don't have the keys. It's it's now the keys of the threshold signature in the Maya uh, organization. So, but anyway, we can probably move, move on past that one. Yeah, let's yes. hit on a couple of other things real quick. First of all, Spritz Finance. And so we're talking about brave ad campaigns, like right about right before I ran the brave ad campaign for the Dashwald, which seemed to do pretty well. Uh, I saw an ad for pay all your bills with crypto. I'm like, this is my language, but also I don't know these guys. So I saw an ad for Spritz Finance at the time. They only accepted Polygon. You could only pay your bills for via Matic. And mm -hmm then since they've expanded to ETH and BNB and all the like all the EVM chains and tokens and everything. And yep. they're working on Bitcoin right now. But so I got the guy on my podcast, you know, this show, right? <laughs> or this channel. I talked to him, um, tried to like, obviously because I want to know more, but all there's all, also like, Hey, what if I make a connection? And I, since chatted <laughs> with him about stuff, but it was uh, my compatriot Kanuker who harassed them via email about adding Dash and set up a meeting. And so we had a meeting and they seemed yeah. to be like very positive about like, oh yeah, we should probably do this, especially because there's dev support from the incubators, not just a bunch of loud mouths at the, the marketing hub talking about it. And so um, there's this on this like requested feature segment thing where a lot of people were talking about Dash and just today, I believe, they moved that from um, just a requested feature to they marked this post as planned. So now it's officially, I guess, Dash is officially in the pipeline um, unless something crazy happens that changes this whole thing. You should be able to spend Dash on all your bills, including mortgage, taxes, whatever, in the U.S. coming up soon. So that is a nice little clap and we owe a lot of that to having what, what I could say the looming threat of the incubator, so to speak, having the, having the incubator available as like, Oh, how do we actually do this? So yeah. 
Good stuff, guys. Well, um, I hope I'm back now. Had a little yeah, you interrupt, are. interruption. Um, but yeah, we, we we are. We were on that call. We're more than happy. We had a call, a separate call after that. Just just AJ and I with the Spritz guys, mm-hmm. technical call, and um, we're we're happy to help in any way that we can. We would love for them to set up their own dash infrastructure and manage their own uh, payments, doing using their own full nodes and wallet tools that, that we at the incubator have built, things like that. Um, but it sounds like maybe they were leaning towards using a service provider mm. that does that for them. And so I, th- I guess it's a matter of them convincing that service provider, uh, who I, I won't name because I'm not sure if it's public, mm. but I, I know who they are. And I don't think that they accept Dash yet. Um, but it'd be great if they can convince that service provider to start accepting Dash and, uh, and then we can, uh, we can throw different integrations at them uh, with, that, with that partner. But um, if not, then yeah, we'd be, we'd be happy to help them set up their, their infrastructure them, themselves. Mm, yeah. Well, hey, getting there is just awesome because um, <clears throat> that's historically been one of the most annoying living on crypto things has been paying bills, like explicit bills, <laughs> like utility bills and stuff. And um, there are a few places in Canada that let you pay your bills with crypto. And until recently, there was even a couple that didn't require KYC, which is like for, you know, people in this, this part of the world, a little mind blowing. As far as I know, none of them accept Dash. Dash is not very well accepted in Canada for I'm sure a variety of reasons. In Europe, there's, it's a much rosier picture. There's a few, I could just name a few crypto bill pay services off the top of my head. In fact, uh, Swappin, MetaMouse, uh, BitPanda, those come to mind instantly. Two of those ones accept Dash. So yeah. it's it's easy to do, relatively speaking, in Europe. And then uh, Australia has a b- bunch of bill pay solutions. Not New Zealand, I'm sorry, but Australia has a bunch of bill pay solutions. As far as I know, none of them take Dash. Uh, Living Room of Satoshi did, but then they, they got all weird maxi or something. Or maybe, bec- they must have, because I think they dropped Dash but kept Monero. And a bunch of other weird, like lower tier coins. So it can't be a regulatory thing in that case. So yeah. there's a bunch of options. Just the bill pay thing, because the U.S. the U.S. government's control over the financial, the legacy financial system is brutal and it's terrible. So having spritz, and you know what's funny? Um, this is, a, I guess, a good time to like re-mention this whole thing. Um, during we've had an interesting. Interesting times in terms of banks in the last few months, right? Let's just say that. Um, so obviously, Silvergate, and I forget what was the other crypto bank that was big, but a lot of smaller banks, which served Signature. Signature and Silvergate, and a few others, as far as I know, I didn't keep too close track of banks, smaller banks that serviced like crypto providers uh, got shut down recently. Yep. And I hit up, Brits. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. And they said, look, we didn't use any of those banks, so we're fine. I'm like, woo, that's great. That's good. I also asked um, Marshall of Ionia slash Dash Direct, and he's all the same, same answer. Yeah, we don't use any of those. Woo. <laughs> you know, so a lot of these providers, BitRefill, 
who I love dearly, did offer U.S. bill pay solutions. And before these bank collapses, their banking partner in the U.S. kind of got cold feet and backed out. And so now they had to stop that. So I guess Dash is in a solid position as far as like the service providers that liaise with the fiat world. And I'm kind of grateful for that. If we get added to spreads, be very good. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to that. Um, let me see. What else could we? So, um, just got to make sure that no one's no one's posting stuff in the super chats. Feel free to throw in any and any questions to the incubator during this time. But um, actually, so I got a, a comment: when DDs and when Dash Direct, meaning when um, when are the uh, the Dash Direct next offerings coming out? I would not personally know that, but from what I've been told it could be quite soon so we'll just quiet on that but one other thing the incubators i'm just going to run down the list of stuff that the incubator has done that i have had personal exposure with and have liked and then you guys can fill me in with the rest of the cool stuff um anypay so anypay is a uh, crypto payments provider that is largely in the api world today it's what dash direct slash Ionia uses for all its stuff currently, I believe, and a few others. And so they did run a merchant front end, which most of the mer- it's still the best merchant front end for point of sale crypto like in person out there. And um, they stopped maintaining it because it just wasn't profitable. And at that point, I started freaking out because all these places that are like uh, the local coffee shop or French bakery that got me on CNN and all that kind of stuff. Like they were going to have to stop taking crypto. Like, Oh no, like this is terrible. So I got the incubator graciously to agree to start posting to, to start um, maintaining any pay, like get it back, fix the bugs and start maintaining it. And now any pay works great, which is fantastic. Um, free to rider problem be damned. But because of this, the any pay folks are happy enough with it that they are starting to encourage dash to start adding dash specific value value adds into the any pay merchant solution now i don't know exactly what those might be i had some ideas but i'd rather let you guys chime in and say what what do you think you could do to have the multi-coin dash merchant tools front facing merchant facing tools um how could we keep them at their maximum value while also giving dash its due Hmm. well um first of all i had a question for you have you actually talked to some of those merchants to see uh if they've upgraded updated their app and is it working for them now yes so shortly after that i went to our local crypto meetup is at la maison navarre and they were dealing with so first off the actual apps themselves for me, we just did not work. I tried generating invoice and it would cause a bug and it wouldn't even work. Um, theirs were set up. They did work, but they came across this problem, which we called uh, the white screen of success. Instead of like a blue screen of death, it's the white screen of success. When it's a successful payment, the screen would just go white. And okay. so we'd have to explain, it still worked, but we have to explain to them, <laughs> no, 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 it, it totally went through. Just trust me. And they're like, all right, <laughs> which is not ideal, but it's, it is what it is. Now yeah. it, it goes through, it goes cling and there's a little confetti and it, it works. Yeah, cool. So yes, that does work without them yeah. touching. Yeah, uh, was the developer on that. He, he did that. 
very efficiently. Yeah, it's so ADPA works. Since then, I poked around. I found a couple other bugs, such as um, so I forget something was not able to work. I believe in the web browser. I was not able to generate a web invoice unless I added a BSV address <clears throat> because some things in the web invoice had some like BSV relay X hand cache, some kind of integrations in there that if there wasn't a BSV address, it would just crash. It just wouldn't work. And so I don't know if that bug specifically was fit was fixed in the web app, not the Android or iOS one, but at least, you know, we're getting progress. So now that any pay works, my personal, I don't know if they have, I think they have a WooCommerce plugin. I don't know if it's maintained, but Shopify and Magento might be good too. Um, hmm. But yeah, just so we have the whole suite of like merchant tools. Everyone's talking about Shopify. Every time I'm like, hey, you should take crypto. There you go. You should take Dash for this. They're like, oh, is there a Shopify plugin? I'm like, and a f I've experimented with a few merchants. Is that in any way associated with AnyPay or is that just separate? That's uh, separate. So every, um, from my understanding, and in, I mean, maybe I'm making assumptions, but I, I think that this might be a big part of AJ's domain, is um, like web shop plugins <laughs> and stuff. From my understanding, uh, there's certain shops that you get installed into your site. Like you have like, you know, Shopify or WooCommerce or whatever on your WordPress site and you get in there. And the way you integrate crypto into that is having a plugin specifically for those shopping carts. And then you can, then all of a sudden at the end, when it goes to check out, there's a little crypto button that pops up. And so the big ones, the biggest one I've heard asked for has been Shopify, which strangely enough is not that commonly integrated with crypto mm. point of sale. Crypto I don't, solutions. I don't think you could with Shopify because I think that one's owned by Visa. I could be wrong, but I, I don't, Shopify is not just a plug-in system. It's a VC backed business. So they're not yeah. going to, they're, they're, they're not, they don't, they don't want risky transactions. They'll freeze accounts, that sort of thing. You know, all that, all that stuff you heard about with PayPal, all of that would have, would apply to to Shopify. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I'm not a WordPress developer. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't do uh, those types of tools. I do more libraries and, you know, well, you know, it's kind of like the difference between an aircraft mechanic and a diesel mechanic with, you know, very different things. Yeah. What did um... Shopify is the company that, that now owns the, the, the remix framework. That's a kind of a Utah project. So I, I wonder if there's um Anyway, if they have a crypto, uh, if they have a crypto plugin, I don't know if they control that. So uh, uh, Hilali commented, he said, Shopify apps is a large marketplace. So I guess he's indicating that it could, it should be easier. I do know that there are crypto, like, for example, I believe Coin Payments has a Shopify plugin. Let me check <clears throat> like check real on that real quick. But I do know that a lot of these major crypto point of sale, like merchant solutions have um, WooCommerce. It seems to be the easy one. They have a lot of times Magento or Magneto or however the hell you say that. <laughs> and then uh, they're all working on a Shopify um, plugin. So mm. let's see shopping cart plugins. What is um, 
Well, in any case, um, you know, if, if it's something that actually exists um, and just needs mm. to be developed like an integration, yeah, we'd be happy to do that. I'm just kind of Googling around right now to see if there's, uh, you know, Shopify, help.shopify.com has a cryptocurrency page that says, uh, oh, they have a page. So that is good. And I, w- I was wrong. I don't think that they actually are owned by uh, by Visa. I, m- I might have been just confusing them with Stripe or something. To, to accept cryptocurrencies, enable one or more of the following additional payment methods from the payments page in the settings section of your Shopify admin. And then it has like crypto.com, Coinbase Commerce, BitPay, DPay, OpenNode, Stripe. Yeah, and that's Line what... Uh, that's what uh... So it's like it's like plugins on top of too. plugins on top of plugins. Pluginception. Like. Yo, dog! I heard you like plugins. You know to to use an old meme, but so um, yeah. The the on the e-commerce apps would be pretty good because then you basically get um, you can just like for your business just use AnyPay, and it takes. Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Dogecoin, Dash, obviously. And there's some rumors that they might also take another couple of coins, which may or may not have some regulatory issues, but officially no. Leave that vague for now. But the point is, for most people wanting to pay with crypto, there's like a few options there. I do think that maybe they could be um, updated to do, uh, to have like Web3 wallet support or like, a lot of those EVM chains. The thing is, if Dash were to actually build that in or something like that, there would have to be a way that that, that makes sense financially or for Dash. There'd have to be some kind of a way that, you know, this kind of thing would, for each EVM, each new chain integrated at Dash's dime, there would have to be an extra cost associated that would go straight to the diff or some, something like that. I don't know. Well, for the Shopify thing, if we're still talking about that specifically. Yes. I think the the solution there would be to get AnyPay as one of their accepted plugins or mm-hmm. uh, integrations because it looks like Shopify they probably have some kind of agnostic approach <clears throat> where they have you know they have the crypto.com and Coinbase Commerce and BitPay and the problem here is if I do a find on uh, and search for Dash on this page none of their plugins that plug into the Shopify plugin support Dash. So that's the problem right there. And, and if we wanted to solve that, we could try to convince uh, BitPay or Coinbase Commerce mm-hmm. to, to have all Dash. Those, all those lead to Rome. Goes, all right? roads lead to Rome, right? <laughs> right. So the, the other solution would be, hey, what if what if we can get any pay integrated into the Shopify plugin? And, you know, again, happy to, happy to do that. But it's just somebody's got to do the you know, the schmoozing legwork, as it were, um, to, because as far as I know, these aren't like permissionless things. Like you gotta, you have to be the right people or know the right people for, for you to get your, your plugin accepted into their store. I don't know. Yeah. There's a, there's a point of sale, um, like a legacy point of sale, um, provider called Acadia, POS, AcadiaPDOS.com. And it's just like a regular old, like in-person point of sale, et cetera, et cetera. And they, 
um, you know, fiat everything, but they have an AnyPay plugin or they, they have AnyPay support for crypto because it's a company that was, I don't know if it was run out of New Hampshire or Maine or somewhere close to here where the NEP guys got in there. So they're, that's the next step of things is to try to get, for example, a Clover plugin or whatever, you know, or, um, you know, what is the other ones? I don't know. Get all in there, but it's, it's start having like a native. That's why we need, uh, that's why we need a business development, you know, version of the incubator or the marketing hub. Mm, it's so important. Crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, I know, but these well, are not technical problems. These are, well, you know, technical, business technical support on the level of the incubator is definitely mm -hmm. like a, I, I would say like a precondition of this. It's, it's almost like right. proposing to, it's a necessary, but not sufficient part, not, not on its own, but, um, the it's necessary precondition. It's kind of like when you go to a merchant and say, you should take crypto. 90 like nine out of 10 times at least that you get a I would say nine out of 10 times where you get a a I would be interested in that it's you seal the deal by saying here's how you can instantly convert to fiat one out of those 10 times they want the crypto but it's just like even if they end up wanting the crypto they want yep. to know that they don't have to take hold on to this stuff and so it's kind of like saying, it's like, hey, you should integrate the, you know, integrate Dash. It's like, yeah, whatever. You should integrate Dash. I have my bouncer, <laughs> my big, the muscle, right? Big old muscly AJ or whatever is ready to code up a storm to help them out. You know, that really helps. Well, I think, so for me, first of all, I'm, I'm a cryptophobe in terms of, I hate cryptocurrencies. I think they're 90% scams and dumb ideas. The Just technology... 90? It, okay, yes, I'm sorry, you are correct, 99.999, I forget that there are definitely way more than 10, there's closer to 10,000, mm -hmm. right? But pretty much, the, the technology is terrible. Even even in Dash, the, the, the technology is just as bad as Bitcoin with a couple of, with a couple of modifications. It doesn't <laughs> scale, uh, there's no privacy, uh, you know, just all these lies that you're told about cryptocurrencies, pretty much none of them are true. So I pretty much hate all that stuff. And it's only by a miracle that Ryan was able to convince me to come into Dash and then try it out and then learn not, it wasn't about the technology. The technology sucks. Just the same as, as all the other ones. Ethereum is probably the worst and Dash is probably the best, but all of it sucks, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but he got me sold on more the philosophy of this is what people believe and this is what they're trying to do. And Dash is essentially trying to do what no other cryptocurrencies is trying to do, which is to make it easy and convenient to do online international payments. Hmm. And so when you just kind of throw Dash under the bus with cryptocurrencies, it hurts my heart. Yeah, it makes of me angry. Like I said, I get angry about things, right? So I, I, we don't need to integrate with all this cryptocurrency crap other than, mm -hmm. as Ryan says, in order for people to get over to Dash. Mm -hmm. The idea of helping people build merchant tools to accept crypto to me just sounds silly because why would you why would you wanna why would you want to go through all that hassle for all that nonsense? Dash is building something that is trying to solve a real problem that we have in the world. And I think that the technology can get there. There's a lot of bridges that need to be put in place to get from what Bitcoin created to the technology that we need that's sustainable, that's scalable, that's efficient, that actually solves 
the international uh, payment problem and and having things that are I hate to use the word private because it sounds like a privacy should be the default, right? It, it should be it shouldn't be uh, private is the qualifier. It should be do payments. Yes. And then public would be the qualifier, which would be weird. Why would you want yeah. to do public payments? Well, I mean, but the the truth in all that rant is just true. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I mean, obviously the saying the tech sucks. Well, yeah, like elements of it suck definitely. the The end user slash like the the infrastructure builder part of stuff might suck. It's a rough natural resource that we're kind of building. It's always it's always better. compared to what. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If it's the only tool that you've got, then yeah, it, it doesn't matter if it's a Rube Goldberg machine. If the mm-hmm. only thing you have to make your toast is a Rube Goldberg mach- machine, then your Rube Goldberg machine is a toaster. Yeah. And so I, I agree at that point. If it's a starting point, people believe in it. They don't understand what it is. And I think that's part of why they believe in it is because it sounds so complicated and nonsensical to explain that people can't grasp it. And so they say, well, it must be good because it's complicated. Yeah, we're but, in the 1910s era of aviation for for decentralized digital money. We're like, whenever you look into like, especially right when it started hitting the Great War era, like the 1913 era, aviation, just a, like a mess. Like, who were these insane people that got into these rickety machines and were like, and like, they're just going in the, into the sky and they're actually like, shooting through their propeller destroying the propeller crashing and dying and they're like well let's offset hit a switch which which prevents you from shooting right timing when the propeller would be hitting so you don't hit like all this insanity of these giant canvas things just like hurtling through the sky these death traps but the thing is you could fly and that's kind of what crypto is today is it's this awful rickety nonsense but you can fly but the you problem <laughs> is that it's it's like you're talking about over-engineered versus under-engineered, right? Yeah. The planes were un- under-engineered. Mm-hmm. The cryptocurrencies are over-engineered. Mm-hmm. So that's why I use the example of a Rube Goldberg machine because there is a kernel in there that you could simplify this thing down to, okay, here's what it needs to do. But what it actually is is it's like the ping pong ball goes down the ramp and knocks over the domino that mm-hmm. sets the spring that puts the, th- you know, that's kind of, it, it, and that, my friends, is an AJ, optimistic roll-up. But that's a, AJ a, and I have a little bit of a different disagreement yeah. on that part. I, I happen to think like some of these components that uh, AJ thinks are Rube Goldberg, like you know, show me an alternative. Mm-hmm. Show me well, an alternative that actually works for a global system, permissionless. Uh, you know, well, it's well, a I'll, conversation. I'll show you. We'll get there over the years. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully well, that's we'll get what I want. Yeah. in and simplify you this have, thing down. You're in the driver's seat now. I'm I'm giving you the opportunity to fix all these problems, um, but you've got to defend them um, because, you know, it's it's easy to say it's a Rube Goldberg machine until you can show me, okay, take out the domino step, take out the ramp, take out the spring, you know, uh, and see if it still works. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's 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 so valid here, criticism well, of my criticism. Now, to go back to the original uh, original ish point about like, why do we care about crypto adoption? Um, <clears throat> the real reason for this is because um, Dash is broke, right? <laughs> like, do you remember? Well, the, is is uh, it any more broke than anything else? Well, yes. Here's, I've got a, <laughs> the here, answer here's is what I have to say. 
Yes. I, I'm actually kind of shifting my focus. Instead of trying to trying to get adoption, I'm actually shifting my focus on I know adoption's coming. It's going to mm-hmm. come for us. We're not going to have to go and try to uh, beg and plead for adoption. What we That's need cool. is something that actually works when the people come yes. running. Earn the adoption. No, yeah. not, not earn the adoption. We need to be something that's functional so that when A, the fiat financial system fails and or, and or is a dystopian nightmare, and B, people start fleeing into Bitcoin thinking, hey, this is the savior. This is what I've been hearing about. Cryptocurrency is the solution. Bitcoin fixes this. We need to have a solution so that when, not if, but when people flee to Bitcoin and realize this sucks, this mm-hmm. doesn't work, this takes forever, I can't figure this out, and I, this is buggy, we need to have a clear solution that says, you thought Bitcoin was the solution, this actually does work, and here it is. So like the adoption will come uh, eventually, but we're actually not quite ready for it if the if the masses stampeded our way. What, that is true. What I want to see is you know the Apple versus PC commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see there was a dash, dash versus cryptocurrency. I'm a we actually did have that. I yeah. take eight million years to confirm a transaction, and it costs fifty dollars to buy a hot dog. Yeah, uh, I'm well, dash. Transactions confirm in a second, and it costs AJ more than the cost of a hot dog. What you're describing, we actually already have that commercial. And like Amanda really? did it, didn't Amanda, she? Amanda B. Johnson made that literally made that commercial, and it was good. I, parody of that, but it was. That, but that's but that's what maybe. we need. We don't need to be. Oh, we got to be as good as the other cryptocurrencies. We got to be IBM compatible. We've right. got to be. No, we're Dash. And Dash yeah. is different. Now, Dash does it the right now way. Now this Dash is a easy. This could be like an hour long, two, three hour long off topic from the incubator discussion. Uh, but let me just, I guess, kind of consolidate the point of that. So that, that that's a great thing we could do if we had a an extra, let's just say like billion dollars in capital coming no. into... <laughs> well, no. listen, listen. We don't need it. We don't need that. Well, we just... the thing is, as a as where we are today, being in the, the, like the realism spot of things... There's a few things like that Dash as a community technology, DAO, everything has to balance. And uh, one of those things, like there's the core protocol stuff. There's the ecosystem around it. Then there's also the branding. There's the the cult, which every crypto has a cult. <laughs> you know, Dash may be a little less culty than some of the others, but still it's, it's there. There's the fan base of just who just love the logo and the idea and seeing the number go up, I don't care. Then there's like investors and capital and stuff and all this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, you have to to juggle all these balls in the same air and at the same time in order to just get enough resources and runway to build this is the ultimate payment experience that will work for everyone. And so unfortunately, it's it's impossible like to just do jump on one thing and there's just so much else, you know, kind of going on, which is why, like, for example, if, oh, yeah, like we can trade it on Maya. Now, all of a sudden, people can come over. The price will do better. More people will be and that'll They'll give some extra runway for more devs to be hired to then keep on building this to be the perfect thing. 
And then if it's like, oh, like, oh, Dash works really well. Where can I use it? Oh, can I spend it in BitPay processors? Oh, nope. Man, never mind. It's not useful. I want Dogecoin instead. It's just like, ah, like all these frustrations. And you have to be, uh, you have to, I, I think that we're at the point where having the Litecoin advantage, which is on all the major platforms, like to be in the conversation is kind of a must. And once you're in the conversation, then you can start talking smack about like, well, we're way better than all you guys. Oh, look what else you can do. Oh, look, look how much better. And then we don't need all this other stuff. This is the, the one that works. So it's, and uh, it's funny because all these little things, these priorities, we're all juggling. Not everyone is juggling all those priorities, right? People are on their own little priorities. And sometimes, and I'm very sympathetic to how much having to cater to like inferior tech or things like that drives people nuts who are working on, you know, I, I, the good stuff. I get that we need a bridge. I don't dispute that. I'm 100% on board with we need bridges. But the shift I'm talking about is more a mental shift mm -hmm. than it is. Uh, the, yeah, we've got to have technological shift. <laughs> that that has to happen. And, and the, realistically, that probably has to happen first. Mm -hmm. Probably we have to actually have the best. We may have the best, most usable technology right now. But we we need to clearly and definitely without question have the best technology and best experience but but I, you know which which comes first it's a chicken and egg problem and i mm -hmm. think there's got to be that mental shift of we're not competing against cryptocurrencies we're mm -hmm. competing against venmo and paypal yeah. we're competing against apple pay that's where dash is competing Dash is not, as long as the mindset <laughs> is that Dash is competing against Bitcoin and Litecoin, mm -hmm. Dash already lost that race and it's going to continue to lose that race. If the, if the model is we're competing against Venmo and PayPal, we have extremely strong advantages against PayPal. Mm -hmm. Extremely strong. We have extremely strong advantages against some of the other providers that people are generally using. If we can... If we can do the embrace, extend, extinguish on that front, we can be successful. I believe that we're not going to be successful competing against Bitcoin. People yeah. don't even know the people are using Bitcoin because they don't understand what they're doing in the first place. Now that that brings up a valuable point, and I don't know if any of us here have the, I guess the the right kind of tech, technical acumen to be able to answer this correctly, uh, but uh, in his infinite wisdom. The, the grumpy fellow known only as XKCD uh, has been constantly advocating for a Dash stablecoin. And it's this is something that I'm really conflicted on. I'm more seeing the light on recently, which means, yes, arguing, yelling at people, arguing on the internet does sometimes work for some people, just not in most cases. But when you're talking about competing with PayPal, the one reason, one place that Dash can't compete in PayPal is... With PayPal, you send money and they will be able to use, first off, they'll be able to use it at most places. Whereas with Dash, there's like, well, you need a special app here. There's, a, there's some extra nonsense involved. But also, you'll be able to buy roughly the same thing within like a year's time frame. Like, it doesn't, mm -hmm. inflation isn't that bad to where you can buy radically different things. You can meet radically different bills within the space of a year. With Dash, it could be very different depending on the day because of how that works. And so 
if you could send dollars with Dash, that could be a great intermediary step. And I had another. Um, I don't know. Like about, I don't know about send dollars. Let's send but money. I don't like it. I'll I tell you why I don't like it. <laughs> I don't either. Let's be clear about that. But yeah, go ahead. The reason I don't like it is it's a it's a smell. Like AJ, you're familiar with the term code smell. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know you exactly is also. Uh, it's it's an economic smell. Hmm. If if it's U.S. dollars, if it's that stability, that quote unquote stability that that you think that you want or that you think people want, then our goal should not be to to become to have a U.S. dollar stablecoin. Our goal then should be how can we make Dash a little bit more stable in the direction of the U.S. dollar. So it, it that's more systemic. So whether that yeah. means whether that means we have XKCD or, or somebody else or the investment foundation or whatever who is um, has a mandate to, you know, they put in a proposal and they say, our main job is to make Dash more stable. And so mm -hmm. when Dash price is increasing, we're going to be selling our Dash and, and pushing that price from increasing. And when and, and we're going to be getting whatever gold or dollars or whatever in that time because we're selling dash and then when dash is crashing now we're we're helping we're we're buying dash as people as the market's selling it and so you're creating a more stable dash in terms of dollars but uh the litmus test here is if you want to make a stable coin on dash i only ask you one thing make it during a bull market and see how many people are interested in your stable coin during a bull market the only reason that stable coins are are seen as you know cool and hip and 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 everybody wants one right now is because we've been we're at the bottom of the bear market hmm. um, but trust me nobody's going to want a stable coin when when the markets start going up they're going to say you'd have to be crazy for me to be putting my value into a stable coin yeah well, so that that under that kind of exposes the greater problem which is uh people don't like on the long term crypto goes up in general right um and more importantly dollar goes down and the problem is this stuff that yeah. if it wasn't if it was like that it would be better however i i do think that first off that's a long-term problem it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be solved any even under the best circumstances no, we, not gonna we be solved, could any solve it we could solve it. We don't have the balls to solve it, though, hmm. um, because what what it takes to solve that is to do something in the Dow that's very similar to what national currencies do. How do you think national currencies stay very similar in value to each other? Most of them do. Uh, there are outliers like, you know, uh, Venezuela and uh, the hyperinflationary things that are outliers. But for the most part. Um, you know, Swiss francs and euros and pounds and dollars, they're pretty stable compared to each other. And the way that they accomplish that is having an elastic money supply. And we could do that. If that's really what we wanted, that's what we could do. And, you know, if that's if, if you want a stable coin, do it that way. Do it the honest way by controlling and manipulating the money supply, perhaps through masternode governance. Um but yeah, do it the honest way. Doing a stable coin, though, is 
not the right approach. It makes Dash even more volatile uh, at the expense of having uh, the stable coin that's very stable. It makes the Dash even more unstable. So no, don't bring well, that into my house. Well, here's the thing. Uh, what that could do ha the, is provide a con basically any demand for Dash as a gas, I should say. Um, should hopefully help to stabilize the price or keep it from being quite so volatile over time because you have to, to pay a certain amount for certain things. Tons of usage kind of gets us there. Now, I guess from my initial perspective, if you had some sort of a stable coin or something like that on Dash that still used Dash to as the gas to transact in this thing, then you do start increasing debt volume and demand for dash at spot price, basically not at a higher price or a lower price. And through enough usage of this <clears throat> dash burning stable coin, you could, which by the way, this is not something I'm hundred percent sold on. I'm just, it's, it's an idea out there. It, then the, the price of dash starts to stabilize. And then the price of the dollar long-term doesn't work out super well. We know how that ends. And at some point there's a flippening and you just stop using the stable coin entirely and now Dash is nice and stable. Just a thought. So, it's a topic in and of itself. But I, yeah, say what you want to say, AJ, about it. Yeah, I've go said, for it. <laughs> why do you have money in the first place? Because there's economy in which you can mutually barter without mm -hmm. having to find the person that you're trying to barter with, right? <laughs> the strength of Dash Nation will be the Dash economy. Right now, we don't have a Dash economy. We need to build a Dash economy. And that's one of the things that we are working on in Incubator. So we, I had talked about this back before, you know, when Ryan and I were having our first conversations. Why not have something that everybody wants, like domain names? Domain names, everything on the web is built on domain names. It's the fundamental atomic principle upon which everything else exists, right? On the web. We, yeah. we need a domain service that we build as part of Dash Nation that accepts Dash natively. And we need some other service. I mean, it doesn't have to be just that one. It's just my my idea is we got to start with something that's really, really an easy sell that people mm -hmm. who are in Dash would probably want and probably use. But we essentially need we, we need enough stuff in the Dash economy that more money circulates in the Dash economy than, than money that ebbs and flows because of investors who are di diversifying mm -hmm. without actually caring what Dash is. Because yeah. they're just looking at you know, ebb and flow and, and they need to diversify <laughs> so that where they're laundering money, they don't get caught. Because if they diversify in enough different places... Then it's like, oh, no, 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 we, were, we weren't pumping and dumping over here. We're just diversifying. So about right? the internal economy, that is, um, so, for example, as far as I'm thinking about the money I have slash earn, half of, at least half of it in my mind is priced in Dash units because that's most of what I use for my daily money. And, like, if you tell, like, like, oh, how much money you got in the checking account? or, you know, or the equivalent, right, in the, the the spending wallet or whatever. I have no idea in fiat terms. I do know in Dash terms, though. And also, for the marketing hub, we have had a lot of tasks that over the last year and a half, maybe, two years almost, have not been repriced. 
They've just yep. basically stayed because the price has gone higher than our initial, like, I guess, target, like whatever we used as a, a barometer for like pricing it to begin with. It's gone higher and it's gone lower and it's gone higher and it's gone lower. And it's still like, do we need to reprice? Kind of same thing as a shopkeeper. The nope, not really, yeah. The euro doesn't like based on where it is versus the dollar. Your croissant doesn't cost three cents more or less on a given day. The repricings well, come a dollar more. Yeah, well, the the repricings happen in like kind of bigger increments, and as long as it's not there, they don't really have to happen. So there is a lot of my personal life that is running in this ecosystem, and I have priced things that I'm selling, for example, including services, but also goods in crypto units, specifically Dash in most cases. And it's happening. It's just like, the thing is, as far as what we're thinking of like, I'm this, I'm gonna buy this. I, what gets actually priced in native Dash units? The answer is anything that's internal to the Dash protocol, such as like when you post an NFT on OpenSea, you price it in ETH and just because that's what how it has to work. And so what can we price in Dash that makes sense to price in Dash that has to be priced in Dash? Not that we arbitrarily decide to price in Dash, but we could price in fiat. That's the question. Well, the answer for one of the answers is we're going we're going to be starting to, to price data storage in Dash mm. terms with uh, platform. And, you know, that that might actually be kind of like what AJ's saying. Uh, AJ used the example of domain names and that everybody wants domain names. But something that everybody, even more everybody uh, needs and wants, I think, is is storage. Um, it could it could very well be the digital oil, as it were. You know, you've heard of the petrodollar and that's. The reason that the dollars, U.S. dollars, have lasted so long is because everybody needs oil, and if everybody needs oil, and oil is only available through the purchase of, uh, through dollars, that props up the price of dollars. Well, what's more important than oil to even more people? Well, I won't, I won't say even more people, but everybody needs data storage. Mm -hmm. So that's a potential, uh, whether we can execute it on a technical level so that it makes sense economically, I'm not sure, uh, but that does have potential. Yeah. That one, that one's tough though. That one's, that one's, it's a lot tougher for something <laughs> that requires, that requires active maintenance, not just service availability or or uh, a connecting piece. So I, I don't disagree with you. I think that, yes, we, I, I think that we need the Dash Nation needs the Dash Cloud. Yeah. That, and and the master node. So like like there's the Petro dollar, we could have the Dash, uh, the, the data Dash. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, what gives it its under underlying value is is the data and the computation, the, uh, the modern things that everybody needs these days even though they're farming most of that out to third parties like Amazon and Google. Yeah. At, at the present. So the, the real thing, like the, the data that gets transacted between people obviously has like a dash demand, like the credits and it'll have, we'll have to see what the actual, you know, 
what the actual price and demand kind of ends up being for that. I'm afraid it's going to be too expensive. Yeah, um, it could be. And I and it, yeah, I'm afraid it's going to be too expensive. Even even with the uh, the hypernodes or whatever we've created to to bring that cost down, it, it needs to be it needs to be competitive with uh, the cloud providers. Anyway, that's a separate topic as well. But yeah, um, try to think of what other like because this could literally just be three, four, five hours of just like talking about crypto and Dash specifically in all kinds of different directions. Um, but I'm trying to think of like, what are the, so first off, um, we're past the hour and a half mark. So not very much longer. If you guys have any questions, any like just hit up the super chat. Um, if you're in my discord, if you're not in my discord, um, definitely I, I will give you some freebies and let you guys <laughs> throw some comments in like the YouTube chat and maybe even read some of those off. But we do have a super chat here from Halawi. Hi, Halawi again. This Ryan's argument is for getting crypto trading as a legit use case for a stable coin. Plus a DUSD would be heavily collateralized and would actually encourage holding of more dash. Yeah, I mean, that this sounds like the beginning of quite of the epic at like hour long after party debate on stable coins and stable dash and stuff. But yeah, yeah. let's, let's save that till the after party, I guess. But there's, there's a lot to, I'm, I'm open-minded about it. Uh, I just think it's, it's the wrong approach. I think the reason that people want a stable coin that there's really, that is a valid reason. Like people want stability. Um, I just think that creating two separate coins and having one ultra stable and one ultra volatile is not the right approach. I'd rather have a middle ground where Dash is Dash is more stable compared to fiat currencies than it is now through a more holistic approach and not have two coins, but just have Dash that's um, more stable compared to dollars, but also not plummeting in value. Well, the, the, the question is to me, why is Dash, this, is Dash an investment or is it money? Which is it? Because if you treat it like an investment, then, you know, and you pump and dump and you do all that, I, personally, I don't want you here. Go, go, go find some crap coin to invest in. If you want, if you want the real deal, if you want a functioning economy, <laughs> come here. That's my, that's everybody, my, pretty much everybody. Yeah. Pretty much everybody in Dash wants Dash to be money. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that said, <laughs> let me put it this way. Everyone who's vocal about Dash wants that. There is like the Dash community <laughs> as we know it is probably like 1% of like Dash holders or Dash capital even, or maybe 10%. But like that's the problem with well, the, like, the masternodes are a ton, right? They're what forty, fifty percent. Yeah, and how many of them do we know? Like ten percent, maybe. Like that we've talked to, that we can kind of gather what they think. But like Binance is two seventy nodes or whatever. Like, what do they think? Who knows? They don't care. They're speculating, probably. So. Well, no, I don't think that people. I, this is just my gut feel. I don't think mm -hmm. that most people that got into Dash got in to get rich they they got in because of more philosophical reasons they they knew they know that the that fiat currencies national currencies are going down in value 
and they don't want to they don't want an investment necessarily but they also don't want a divestment they don't want something that goes down in value continually yes so let let me let me blow your mind a little bit aj with this i don't know if it's a, a mind blow or if it's um or if it's like a, <laughs> a, a duh, but dash is money and some, and a lot of people want to invest in the future of that money, which is where it gets tricky because I think everyone understands that dash is trying to be the best money in the world. And even I would say probably the majority at least the majority, easily the majority of people are buying Dash as an investment, probably, but but they're investing in Dash's future use case as money. If Dash said we're not money, all those speculators would leave anyway. So it's kind of a weird like inception type of thing where even the investors, even the yeah, investors invest in the money part of Dash. Everyone it's pretty considers simple, Dash as money. It's pretty simple. People want Dash to be money. And that means two things primarily. They want to be able to use it as a medium of exchange, meaning they spend it, and they want it to be used as a store of value, meaning mm -hmm. they save it. So spending and saving, spending and saving. That's just that's what you do with money. You spend it, you save it. You earn it, you spend it, you save it. All those three things. Um, and so, Pop yeah, it, it's not it, an investment you know. in, in, in terms of like uh, – I don't know, a penny stock necessarily. It's more like you want to be able to save it and have it at least not decrease in value uh, in terms of goods and services, the things that you intend to spend it on. So your your primary concern is to get the things that, that, that money buys. But while you're saving it, you need it to be something that is not eroding in value and potentially even increasing in value compared to the other ones that are eroding. So yeah. it, it's meant to be digital cash and digital gold. Well, let me just hit this last bit before we start um, <clears throat> opening, before we hit the final questions, whatever they may be, and then wrap it up <clears throat> about the whole money versus investment type thing, uh, or like why this is even a, a stable coins, why any of this is even a, a concept. It's because <laughs> the way crypto, the way these cryptocurrencies, including Dash, of course, but not only Dash, are structured. Um, they're contrary to the way companies operate. They, the main product is the stock, so to speak. Whereas if you buy Tesla or Amazon stock or whatever, that fluctuates that people speculate on that like crazy. No one buy, or I would say very few people buy a Tesla or buy goods from Amazon and just speculate on the price of that going up or down. No, they do that with the stock. And so if the stock goes crazy, um, in the short term, whether the Tesla price goes way up or way down, in the short term at least, or even midterm, the cost of a Tesla and the performance of that Tesla is still gonna be the same. Obviously, stock prices can cause other end user effects, but the end user is insulated from all that. The problem is if some whale sees dash as like a fantastic and like project that this is going to do really well and just buys like uh, 50 100 master nodes all in one go let's just say you buy 100 masters on one go it's not possible but okay well, but you know what i'm saying the no, you can buy 100 the um yeah. the end user sending receiving their dash all of a sudden 
they they see the stock they see the the in the stock go up and it affects their payment and so that's the weird problem we have with this that's why we get these like stablecoin discussions which i think are very healthy even if the idea of a stablecoin even if you reject the idea the idea of like how do we how do we make the the stock how do we combine how do we reconcile the stock aspect which people are going to do with the actual gas of it the actual gas token the actual utility token because they're the same token right now so that's one of those things which i think that crypto has not solved and i do think that you know the commodity of the thing i think that um at some point people are going to start using when it's kind of a poverty of DeFi because when DeFi becomes good enough people are going to start using DeFi to invest in crypto to start making investment decisions to start getting yield to start opening longs and shorts and but all this stuff when you like, say invest do you mean speculate invest using i'm going to invest in something else using dash or do you mean invest in dash well that's there's that distinction too <laughs> which i'm sure it's both right where that's the problem is all these concepts that are floating around that are very distinct are all lumped into this one token. People buy Dash because they want to spend it and use it as money. They buy Dash because they think that a lot of companies are going to start using this at some point. They buy Dash because of a bunch of different invest, a bunch of different reasons that are all baked into the same thing. And some of these, sometimes these reasons conflict with each other and detract from the experience of the other. So that's kind of where we end up in this weird mess of talking about stable coins and stuff like that even. And I don't know how to solve this other than to power dash through, like who invests in dollars? I mean, as far as I know, it's not a big, people don't just buy a bunch of dollars to like invest. They, they do, they do, they just don't call it investing. You're investing yeah. into dollars all the time. And AJ is going to have a problem with this because um, <laughs> that's what he does. It, it's okay. It's that's just why semantics. He's on the show. It's just semantics. You invest your time into dollars. Mm -hmm. So there shouldn't yeah. be any problem with investing your time into Dash. Uh, uh, using the word investment, I know, I know what you're what you're saying, AJ. Like we don't want this to be some just purely speculative marketing hype thing. We yeah, want I, real utility, but unfortunately or not unfortunately but just the reality is that money is always an investment money is always an investment yes any any money that you're holding is money that you've invested um, well i so i have to i I don't invest in the US dollar from the perspective of I don't expect the US dollar to increase in value I'm not thinking, you know what I really got to do? No. As somebody who no, has you become a little bit more business savvy, what I realize is I need to invest in anything but the dollar. I, mm. I need to put my money in stuff. I need to put my money in, you know, I want to put my money anywhere I can. I want to keep it out of the dollar as much as possible because the dollar is only going to go down. It's designed to go down. And in fact, it's designed to go down so that people will do that, so that people <laughs> won't hold on to it, so that it will circulate. And as it circulates... That, in theory, and in practice, 
creates a functional economy that the economy, the system has value. The U.S. Yeah. nation has value as the U.S. dollar circulates. If the U.S. dollar mm. does not circulate, the U.S. dollar does yeah. not have value. Yeah. Well, let me end by talking about one other thing I'm very happy that the incubator is doing, which this is definitely an all over the place discussion today, but I'm very glad that it went all the places that it did. Um, Dash Electrum, right? Bertrand. So for people who don't know, anyone who's in crypto like deeply knows what Electrum is. Like an Electron Cash is like the Bitcoin Cash version. It's a different name, but it's like a, it's just like a basic light wallet kind of advanced feature light wallet type thing for desktop mostly, but they are also mobile versions. Dash Electrum is not only great for infrastructure, a lot of people use like Electrum servers and things like that, but the it seems like the like the advanced wallets, but I don't want to run my old own node like version of like the desktop wallet. But yep. most importantly, the desktop and mobile wallet we're able to do mixing to Dash's OG feature, uh, dark send, private send, coin join, whatever you want to call it, mix and man, all that stuff um, was has historically only been on the core wallet. And then Electrum added it in, but that was towards the end of the previous developer's reign. And then he had the unfortunate circumstance of having his country being bombed. And he basically was... For, let me, just by glossing over a lot of things, basically was no longer able to, or willing or able to maintain the wallet. And so now the uh, DMT, Dash Master and a Tool developer, Bertrand, came on board through the incubator and is now, now doing it. So Electrum works again. I still have to install the very latest build, which was like yesterday or something. But I'm very grateful to have that as well. So one thing I'm grateful for, like the is the incubator is it seems to just like to fund the stuff that I like. <laughs> so I'm like, any pays broke. Can you fix it? Electrum's broke. Can you fix it? Oh, I want to like onboard my and Thor chain. Can you help with that? And like, you know, well, that's what we're spritz. here for. I mean, yeah. that, that's the whole purpose is, I don't know. I don't know well, not, not for me specifically, purpose, but, but nah, for, nah, for people. It. Yeah. Yeah. If more people were asking for things that, um, yeah, that I think that's one of the main ideas of the incubator is it's very, uh, it's it's a very scrappy, quick um, way to get people involved and working on any project. Uh, okay. So yeah, I, I'm, that's it's serving its purpose. All right. So people are asking when after party. So let me just explain. The after party <laughs> is. In other the, words, when's this party over? <laughs> yes, is how uh, this group jitsi call we're in right now it's like that but it's not recorded it's not broadcast and anyone can join as long as i like them sorry it's a centralization <clears throat> Centralization. so uh basically just the way you get in is you ask and just ask in the dash discord or on telegram and ping but you got to ping me at the desert links right twitter dm me facebook message me um send me a Noster or a Twitch message, wherever the heck I'm hanging out, hit me up. I'll get you in. We're going to do that. So right before we wrap up, it's the magical time I call shill o'clock. Oh, look, check the time. It's shill o'clock already. Um, what do you guys <laughs> want to shill? 
Like, where can we follow you? Where, what do you, what do you got coming up? Yeah. Oh, Ryan just had a, a little bit of a brain fart, a jitsi fart, whatever it is. Oh. Um, yeah. Can you repeat? Nothing to show here. I, I've already shielded all my stuff. All right. AJ, you want to show your Twitter or something? Or hey, your... oh, I have oh. one thing to show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. subscribe to, uh, to the Dash Incubator YouTube channel. I think we just passed 100 subscribers, um, but we get a lot more views than subscribers. Uh, that's not normally how it goes. Usually yeah. you have a lot more subscribers than views, but yeah, just uh, subscribe. Yeah. So this is what we should see. This is the, the Dash Incubator channel. 104 subscribers, 50 videos. Wow. Come build with us. Nice. Eight views. But, um, the other ones are doing better. Yeah. So come go subscribe to that. Um, a lot of people in Dash are asking like, Ooh, where's Amanda? I remember Amanda. Amanda's still around, guys. She's making stuff for the inter for the incubator. So if you want to go see what Amanda's up to, go subscribe to the incubator channel. Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure. Maybe see some of you in the after party. Um, yeah. I'll yeah, see you guys for us on. next month. All things, all things considered. Um, Marina should come on as her first anniversary of working for Dash. So that'll be a fun podcast. So next week, next month, or next month, next oh. month for the Dash podcast. Oh, right. For the Dash podcast. Cool. So yeah. Thanks everyone. Um, hey, I do have something to shill. Oh, uh oh, I do. It took too, it took suspiciously long. Um, well, I, I was waiting for you to pause and come and come back but the, I, I wasn't familiar. Anyway. Okay. okay so two things to shill one, Privately owned cloud hosting. If you're interested in privately privately owned cloud hosting, send a message to bnna at therootcompany.com. Or or you could you could visit bnna.net and there's nothing there right now, but maybe there will be sometime later when people are watching this. The second thing is if you're interested in understanding how dash works on our GitHub. So Dash Incubator has two GitHub organizations, the reason for which only Ryan knows and has not adequately divulged to me for me to understand. <laughs> okay. But so the GitHub organization Dash Hive has a repository called Dash Tools. And under Dash Tools, there is a section called Glossary. And it is a list of, I don't know, right now, 30 or 40 terms and a pretty much one line descriptions of what the terms mean or really simple table-like format of, of what it means. So if you're interested in understanding at the protocol level, there's that glossary and then there's a few others that go into more detail in the repositories that are linked up at the top of that. So I'll drop this link right now. Because somebody had made a comment about making techie videos explaining Dash, and I think that that could be in the works at some point. But at right now, this is this is what I've got is these glossaries that you know there's there's literally I mean from the bips are kind of confusing because there's there's literally just a hundred of them and they don't say what they are by the number. You know what's bip twenty one? Ah, it's something. But so I've got a bunch of the bips and then just common terms like. What the heck is a compression flag? And everything's kind of all in one place. And I'm trying to make this glossary, the big glossary of if you're a developer coming into Dash, 
of the hundred million terms you're going to come across, this will at least tell you how that term is related to other terms so you can start to form the mental cloud of which is a part of something else, which is driving something else, which is peer to something else. Because just understanding the hierarchy of, for example, a payment address is base 58 check that's composed of a pub key hash that is derived from a public key that goes through a mathematical curve function that comes from a random 32 bytes. Like just knowing that that's a hierarchy and this is the root node and this is the leaf node is immensely valuable when you're first getting started because it's so confusing because the terms often mean similar things. Okay. Yeah. What he said. Cool. See you guys in the after party. See you guys next week. Whatever. Bye-bye, everybody.